hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you are all having an absolutely fantastic day today. We're having actually a really nice weather down here in Florida today. It's been fairly cool for being March, which has been nice. Not 95 degrees outside yet. And uh, I saw a couple of clips last night. I couldn't watch the State of the Union simply because I don't want to watch a clown show. I'd rather watch some of the snippets of basically the comedy hour of what occurred. As I've told you guys already, this entire thing we're watching right now is scripted theater. Steve and I actually just talked about that this morning when I came in here early. As he was saying, who do you think is writing these speeches? Because none of this stuff even makes sense, the stuff he's talking about trying to do with the economy. And I said – Dude, you have to understand, when you dig down deep, I said, there's nobody that is in the administration that's pulling the strings that is stupid right now. They're not stupid. Now, you have Bumbling Buffoon and Kamala Harris. You have, you have the Stooges that are basically the actors on the stage. They're the useful Stooges. I said, but people that are actually pulling the strings, I said, they're dark, dark, deep globalist Satanists. That's what these guys are involved in, all the way from the top, bottom. They're the ones that are writing. They're the ones that are pulling the strings. They're the ones that are pulling all the confusion and narrative theater. They're the ones that are playing it. They're the directors. I said, but these actors on a stage are nothing more than a clown show. And it didn't make anybody surprised last night when we saw all the things that occurred, you know, with Biden confusing the Ukrainians and calling them the Iranians, which I don't even know how you do that, and talking about how the walls don't stop vaccines and vaccines are needed and just just stupid stuff and then basically you had marjorie taylor green and lauren bobart heckling him half the time about basically the afghan marines the 13 of them that basically died over there in that botched afghan pullout and things about the wall and so forth and it, it was just it was continual theater and then at one point in time i don't know if you guys saw this i saw the the snippet of it while biden is talking about dead sick troops Kamala Harris is chatting with Pelosi, and then she gets up and starts, like, rubbing her hands together like a witch, like she's, like, doing some spell or seance, like her knuckles together. Very bizarre, which is probably what she was doing, probably doing some type of seance in the back. It's weirdo sick people. But, again, the reason why I brought this up is because you have to remember none of this is by accident, and none of this is real, what you're watching right now. This is like watching, say, The Truman Show. Or like watching, you know, a television soap opera. It's 100% stage theater, every single bit of it. And they know this. That's why they put it out on national television and want people to watch it and focus on it and think about it. While at the same time, I've told you guys repeatedly now over the last week that they're doing everything they can to suppress what's really going on behind the scenes with people that are getting unbelievably sick. And now it's interesting from the shot the first week of January, I'm going to remind you guys of this so you remember what's going on here. The first week of January, a federal judge in Texas, Mark Pittman, ordered the Food and Drug Administration to publicly release the data that was relied on to license the Pfizer's COVID injection and give it the emergency use authorization. If you guys recall, they said that they were going to produce 500 pages a month for pretty much in perpetuity for like 75 years. And it was going to be a complete and total joke. Anybody that actually was going to see the final phase of this was pretty much probably going to be dead by then. You know, that's actually old enough to experience it now. So the 
Judge Pittman ordered the agency turned over 55,000 pages a month, which means Pfizer's data would be public within eight months by the end of this year. Well, on page three of Judge's four-page order, the FDA says must produce 55,000 pages every 30 days beginning on March 1st, 2020. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Now, did you hear one single snippet of anything in the media or the news about the FDA releasing this information? I haven't found anything yet. I'm still looking. I'm, I'm, there's going to be something that comes out. I'm sure there is, but I promise you it is going to be probably redacted. They're probably going to release it right when something else happens so that nobody sees it, and they're going to continue to pretend like nothing is happening. That's why I continue to tell everybody, make sure you're looking at what's really going on because this theater that we're watching right now, the shell game is what it is. Watch the ball, see which cup it's under, focus on it, look what you're doing, while at the same time he's got a guy right behind you pickpocketing you, and you need to know what happened. That's what they're doing right now. Also, too, a lot of people don't remember the International Pandemic Agreement, which was to strengthen and prevent preparedness and response, including the discussions of lockdowns, restrictions, and future pandemic restrictions, was negotiated at the WHO in Geneva yesterday. Under the decision adopted on December 1st, 2021, the Intergovernmental Negotiating Body held a meeting on March 1st, 2020 to agree on ways to work and timelines, and it has a second meeting on August 1st, 2022 to discuss progress on a working draft. This agreement is fully backed and funded by the Melinda Gates Foundation and U.S. billionaire Marcel Ossinault. Oh, yeah, that also happened yesterday. While the markets went into a free fall, while oil went through the roof, and while every single mainstream media outlet does nothing but talk about how we need to stand with Ukraine but doesn't actually discuss anything that's truly going on between those two countries or what's been going on for the last two decades with those two countries, just tells you to stand with Ukraine, stand with Ukraine. And what's so funny, I saw this yesterday. Somebody made a comment. It was on DC Drano. <laughs> they said, it's really funny to me that all these clowns that are posting on social media about, we stand with Ukraine, we stand with Ukraine, we stand in unison with Ukraine, they said, are the same people that wouldn't even stand up for their basic fundamental human rights for the last two years in their own country, but now suddenly want a virtue signal about how we all need to stand with Ukraine. How about we stand with the United States and take our country back and stop being held down by our oppressive government? And I went, whoa, they said, I'm like, pretty valid point right there I can't really argue with that one especially with what we're seeing and now as you continue to look down I saw another article again going into more detail if you guys remember the end of last week I talked about it on the Hagman report if you heard the show and more data is coming out now from the UK Health Security Agency confirming that deaths are on the rise dramatically among the triple vaccinated population in the UK while declining steadily among the non-vaccinated populace in the UK and in England. That's what nobody's bothering to want to talk about. They're now saying that fully vaccinated individuals are counting for nine in every 10 COVID deaths in England. Okay, guys. So all these science people that told me that I don't believe in science because I didn't want to get an RNA gene therapy shot. I'd love to hear your take on this now from the actual UK Health Security Agency while they're saying nine out of 10 deaths are all vaccinated, fully vaccinated or triple vaccinated individuals down the UK. 
Because isn't it ironic when I told you guys the other day, I had those guys over bearing the propane tank. Three of them were over there. One was from propane company. Two of them was another subcontractor. And every single one of them told me that either themselves or their wife or their basically their girlfriend, once they got the shot, they got COVID almost immediately thereafter and got unbelievably sick from it. And they all pretty much in unison thought the shot is causing this now. And this is just, guys, this is a random demographic sample from just Florida. That was it. I mean, three completely different individuals, different backgrounds, none of them related under any circumstances. That's because people are waking up very, very quickly. So what's the easiest way to distract people? Tell them that they need to be scared of a nuclear war, focus on the war that's not even involving us, and we all need to be terrified and focus on why we need big government. Again, you had Bumbling Buffoon reading his teleprompter talking about how the EV market and the, the electric market and that everybody in the industry, the basically the energy industry, needs to start focusing on green energy and EV vehicles to try to lower the cost of electricity for all of Americans. Well, first off, that concept he put out there makes zero sense at all. If you continue to start have more electric cars that you got to plug in every stinking day – and charge for thirty, forty, fifty, sixty dollars on these hyperchargers, or you're running your electric bill up through the roof because you got two cars in your garage and they're on a charger every time you pull them home. I don't understand how he's planning on lowering the cost of energy while at the same time, if they actually wanted to lower fuel costs, which they don't, I personally believe, and I've told you guys this is my opinion, I personally think what's going on in the Ukraine right now is partially intended to make sure they price everybody out of the internal combustion engine market, they're not going to ban internal combustion engine vehicles. They really can't do it. They may do it in 30, 40, 50 years, but actually doing it on a full scale globally, it's going to be virtually impossible. So what's the second easiest thing to do? Price everybody out of the market and make fuel 10, 15, 20 dollars a gallon. Just like remember Obama said, we don't have to go in and take the weapons. All we have to do is start taxing ammo to oblivion. And sure enough, you see states like communist California, the ammo is unbelievably expensive over there. And to buy ammunition, any ammunition at a store, you have to pass a background check, and you have a very limited supply that you can buy. I think some areas they can only buy like 20 rounds of ammo or 100 rounds of ammo. I don't know all of it over there. It's so convoluted. I can't keep up with the idiotic you know, idiotic laws they come up with but that's very simple it's, you don't have to take the guns on a populace that has this many weapons you just have to try to tax the ammo to oblivion and continue to do it down the line they did the exact same thing with the firearm owners protection act which is a complete and total lie because they put the hughes amendment in there which prevented us civilians from purchasing newly manufactured machine guns made after may 1986 and now Back then, you know, 1985, you could go buy a very nice, well-equipped M60 belt-fed machine gun for about four to five thousand dollars, brand new in the box. But now you want to buy one that's well-built, basically been refurbished and is very functional and has a you know healthy cyclical rate and is reliable. They're pushing anywhere between seventy to eighty thousand dollars for a transferable pre-86 machine gun, M60. Why is that? Well, it's because they don't let you buy anymore because they deemed it illegal. This is what they start to do. They'll just start saying, well, it's illegal to buy X amount of extra fuel. You can only buy 10 gallons of fuel at a time. 
or they'll start taxing vehicles more and more, and they're already doing that now. You see with addendums at the vehicle market, putting five and ten and twenty thousand dollar addendums on brand new vehicles to the point a lot of people can't afford them. This is where it's headed with this, and this is why I continue to tell everybody: don't fall for the distractions. Figure out the best options for you and your situation. Get the truth out there and act accordingly for what you need or what you need to basically prepare for. I know a lot of agricultural guys, they've stocked up on diesel fuel, you know, with big diesel tanks, you know, and they could have agricultural diesel. That's up to them if they want to do that. And other people, you know, basically filling up with other gases like propane and extra fuel. It's always important when things are moderately decent still, you act accordingly and you prepare for what you may need to see happen in the near future. Don't wait until everything goes sideways to panic buy and run to the store like all the other morons and start throwing cans of food in your cart and fighting with people and getting shot and knifed over a bag of beans. Not the time to go to the store because you see that happen in every single crisis. Heck, we had that happen with toilet paper during COVID. Still never figured out how that thing started. But then once it started, it was very easy to see how it continued to escalate because people panic bought. They went in, they saw other people stocking up, so they started stocking up. You saw that with fuel. You see it every single time. So again, look at the writing on the wall, look at the future predictions that are going on, and act accordingly for what you need to have happen in the future as far as a hedge. What do you think, Dan? Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, We're seeing all of these things happening in the vehicle market right now. And I'm, I'm, Sharon's going to post a picture of the ship traffic you just in the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean as far as the huge transport ships and carriers. And there are literally thousands and thousands of ships right now as we speak, and you can track them live, that are traveling between the United States and China and Europe and Africa and the, and the Far East. All these different ships are continually bringing stuff into the ports of call. But they tell us that General Motors can't get chips, so you can't get cars, can't get trucks, can't get diesel trucks, can't get anything. Well, what they're doing is they're pushing the price of fuel up. They're pushing the EV vehicles up. Remember a few years ago, Volkswagen was fined $20 billion, the highest fine ever levied against the automobile manufacturer. And I don't know how in the world Volkswagen paid that without going bankrupt. I mean, it's $20 billion. And again, just a few weeks ago, you know, the Felicity Ace, I guess Volkswagen was exceeding their quota as far as how many gasoline produced vehicles they could produce or, or whatever, because they pretty much stopped producing diesel vehicles because of that. And these diesel vehicles in Europe, these small piston vehicles, were getting up to 85 miles per gallon on diesel. Well, nobody's going to go to EV when you're getting 85 miles per gallon. It's about the gas is, you know, five dollars, ten dollars a gallon. You're getting 85 miles per gallon. You're like, well, it's okay. I got to go to Tallahassee. It'll cost me 30 bucks a gas, three gallons of fuel. It's no big deal. It's 250 miles. You think, what's the big deal? Well, that's what they were doing in Europe, but nobody was going to EV. Well, all of a sudden, Volkswagen has to stop producing diesels. Mercedes stopped producing diesels for, for, for cars. You know, everybody stopped. BMW, everybody stopped producing diesel engines because they no longer want to be fined by the Rothschild State Street Vanguard bloodline families, you know, billions of dollars for producing a diesel engine for absolutely no reason whatsoever to find them. The, the engine supposedly didn't have the exact right EPA allow, allotment when it was starting up, but as soon as it warmed up, it was running great. All right. Well, I guess they had to let that diesel breathe a little bit to begin with. I guess. I don't know if any of it's even true. But that Felicity Ace, that ship that they had in the ocean, supposedly it got on fire with, and they said that primarily the fire could have been caused by the batteries, the lithium ion batteries inside of the cars. They could have shorted out and caught on fire. They couldn't put the fire out. 
Well, nobody wanted to have any kind of, how should I say, <laughs> investigation done on this to find out what happened. And so yesterday, the Felicity A's, <clears throat> they were towing it back to Portugal, and it sank in 3,000 meters of water, which is almost 10,000 feet, almost two miles down. And there's no way it could have sunk because it was being towed, and it didn't have any leaks in the area that was below the water line. And suddenly it lifts hard to starboard to the right, and suddenly it capsizes and goes down. Well, nobody wanted any investigations to be done. Somebody, I believe, sank that ship. Because remember, a ship can use ballast from seawater. It can fill its lower tanks up with seawater, make it sit lower in the water. If it has rough seas, it can do that. So the rough seas don't capsize the boat or start pushing it around too much. And they can open valves on the inside of the ship and make the starboard side fill up with water and not the port side. And if they do that, the ship can start listing to the right. It could roll over and sink. Well, that's just what happened to that ship yesterday. So no investigation was going to be done. Was it the EV batteries? Who knows? Was it the fact that they were trying to cover up the fact that they didn't want the Volkswagen Group to sell another half billion dollars worth of cars into the United States? What was the reason that ship went down? I don't believe for one second that there's a shortage of chips, and I don't believe for one second there was a sh- that, 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 that boat caught on fire by accident, and I don't believe for one second that boat was sunk by accident. I don't believe any of that stuff. I believe it was all intentionally done to either prove a point or to snap somebody tight. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. But, again, how does a ship that doesn't have any holes below the water line, <laughs> none, zero, has it suddenly lift to the starboard and go over? I don't know. It's just the whole thing is really, really, really weird. Either they were using the worst salvage crew ever heard of in the history of the world, and they could have done that, I guess, or something else was going on. Maybe they just did not want, like I said a second ago, an in-depth investigation of what happened on that boat. So that ship is gone with all the Porsches and all the Lamborghinis and all the Bentleys and all the high-end cars and all the other things. That They would have been a good dive boat, though, if they could have pulled the oil out of it pulled the fuel out of it and basically uh, sunk it in about a hundred feet of water. So you could actually dive down to the decks and go look at all the burned out Bentleys and Porsches <laughs> and, and, and Lamborghinis. That'd been, that'd been pretty cool to be able to dive down <laughs> around there. Of course, everybody would be taking souvenirs and pulling gas caps off, but, but that's what would happen. All right. But, but the reality is, is that, you know, you got a ship like that to just suddenly just disappears into the depths of the sea, never to be seen or investigated again. Now, Lee Mayer sent me a text yesterday. I'm going to read it to you. And she had written this, and I thought it was extremely well said because Dina Lee's been a guest on the show many, many times. Brilliant, brilliant lady. And uh, I consider her to be a good friend. And she really is wide, wide, wide awake, more than any of the other doctors that I know that I've had on the show and that I speak to on a regular basis. Here's what she says. I keep hearing that people were forced to take the COVID vaccine to keep their job. No, they were coerced. Let's put this in two A terms. Give us your weapons or lose your job. Now, she's talking about Second Amendment. Let's put this in the Second Amendment terms. Give us your weapons or you're going to lose your job. Now, that could happen, too. If the government has the ability to tell you if you don't take a COVID shot, we're going to basically you know, fire you. They could say, give us your weapons or we're going to fire you. They could do that with anything. So without firing a shot, the enemy crept under the wire into our army barracks, our naval ships, police stations, patriot meetings, churches, citizens' homes, and hospitals, and killed and maimed, sterilized the American people. All-cause mortality is now increasing already over 40%, cancer up 300%, neurological damage, even among the military, up 1,000%. 
young men, the traditional defenders of the realm of particularly dying of myocarditis, which carries a 50-plus percent five-year mortality rate. Let me explain that to you. You come down with myocarditis, 50% of the people who get it are dead within five years. And this was pushed onto us by our own government and its lackeys in business. These are the State Street Vanguard Rothschild-owned group that control the government also. There's a term, democide, murder by a government of unarmed citizens. But we were armed. We just weren't armed with common sense, skepticism, scientific understanding, medical ethics, which absolutely forbids any mandated medicine or vaccine, nor apparently biblical principles or warnings. And the media were complicit by silencing those of us fully armed physicians who were speaking out. We need to take back our world from the psychopaths who did this to us. Look carefully at those responsible. See who they are. Don't buy into stereotypes. These are the same people, the same families, who have fomented wars and profited from those wars for centuries. They think they own us, like George Carlin said. This wasn't a vaccine Pfizer gave us. It was a military weapon applied very skillfully against us. The evildoers will follow with more taxes and food shortages and toxins, dimming the sun, breathable nanotechnology, you name it. The science and the political crimes are limitless, but these perpetuators are finite. We need to fight back with what time is left to us. Never again trade our future for convenience. That's from the brilliant Dr. Lee Merritt, and she's absolutely right. It's always the same group of people to fund both sides of the wars. I did a whole show on that last week with the Rothschild Banking Cartel, probably one of the best shows I've ever done. And guys, listen to me. If we don't point these clowns out, okay? It was funny. I'm going to say this. You know, um, the Rothschilds claim to be Jews, but they're not. They are of the synagogue of Satan at the highest levels that are doing this, along with the other bloodline families. And, you you know, it's always funny to me because the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, it used to be the Anti-Jewish Defamation League. When you bring this stuff up and you start talking about it, and you start telling people who are doing it, you're immediately hit by the ADL sanctions saying, you're an anti-Semite. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm an anti-synagogue of Satanite, if you want to call me an ite. <laughs> I am that. I'm an anti-Kabbalist ite. I am that. I'm an anti-Zionist ite. I am that. But I am not an anti-Semite. I mean, the Jews are always getting picked on. The Jews who don't do anything, they, just, they basically just chill out. And a lot of them don't even go to church. or They don't read their Torah. They don't read anything. They don't read their Talmud. They don't read anything. They're just secular. And the problem is they always get picked on when these guys at the highest up who claim to be Jews start doing stuff. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, my gosh, it's anti-Semitism. No, it's not. If you're calling out a group of people who are the synagogue of Satan, who are complete and total lowlife, who basically drink adrenochrome and sacrifice human beings, that group, why is that wrong? Why is it wrong to call them out for what they've done for centuries? Why is it wrong to talk about the Kabbalah? And the Zohar being a book of magic and witchcraft. And why in the world do people not realize that who understand biblical principles? It's amazing to me. You know, like I said the other day, they had to take Pat Robertson, who bless his heart. I know he's old. I know he's old. I got that. He looks awful. And they put him in front of this world stage again because Gordon Robertson probably wasn't getting enough traffic, and they had to bring Pat back and dust him off and prop him up and stick him in front of everybody to push more Zionism. Unbelievable. 
<laughs> I just sit back and I watch it and I just laugh. And of course, it makes drudge. And then yesterday I was thinking, too, I was thinking, you know, what is Putin's real motive here? You know, what was Hitler's real motive? You know, what was Stalin's real motive? They were all being controlled by the international banks, all of them. You know, in the beginning, basically, Hitler was funded by the international banking cartel. Watch the video from JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. It starts back in the 1800s, and it talks about these global families and what they do and how they fund people. From JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. It's a three-and-a-half-hour video. Okay, I had to take two or three viewings to get through it the first time, and I finally began to realize this is a really good video and put a lot of information together. And what we need to understand is if this is the same group that's always doing this, we kind of need to point them out, don't we? We need to say who they are and what they are. Now, these bloodline families, uh, many of them were never Jewish, ever. But they're all part of that Nephilim mess from Genesis chapter 6 as far as I'm concerned. And yesterday I was talking to Sharon and I was discussing this. And, 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 I, and I told her, I said, I, you know, I wish God would give me some more insight into these end times and what's going to happen. And the scripture came into my mind when they asked Jesus about that. And he goes, the only person that knows that is God the Father. I thought, well, okay, that's, that's enough for me. I don't have to be worried about this anymore. And see, and this is the thing we have to do is just prepare, like Austin said. Be prepped. Be ready for as much as you can be ready for. And that's all we any of us can do because the Bible says, and I mentioned this earlier this week, who by worrying can add a single moment to their life? It doesn't matter what's happening in the Ukraine. You know, as far as from our standpoint here in the United States, and then we'd be praying for them. But it's not affecting us directly except for price increases with wheat and bread and fuel, which is going to affect us indirectly because of that and directly with our pocketbooks. My friend has escaped Ukraine. Thank you for praying for him. He's now boarding up in Romania, and he basically says he cannot believe the international outpouring of support for Ukraine against Russia. So we have to ask ourselves a question here, don't we? Putin is part of the World Economic Forum. He was sanctioned to go ahead and do what he's doing, as far as I'm concerned, to go into the Ukraine. But now the world's coming against him. Did they set him up to do this? Was he really a good guy who was really trying to bring Christianity back to Russia through the Orthodox Church and globally? Because he was completely and totally anti-gay, anti-woke in his country. He was very verbal about that. He was actually wanting to promote Christianity. We know that. We've seen him before, you know with his priests over there, talking and praying with them. So was he set up by the World Economic Forum to do this, to take him out, to take him down? Or would he or would he finally come up to them and say, look, I'm tired of being on the world stage. I mean, I'm around 70 years of age. I just want to chill out and quit, hang out with my family, with my kids, put somebody else in place of this, and let's go ahead and go out with a bang. Was that him? I don't know. Remember, these are the same guys that allowed Adolf Hitler to go to Argentina and die there as an old man. This is the same guys. They have the same guys who negotiated with Hitler to get his weapons of mass destruction and his nuclear weapons, according to Jim Mars, and his detonators, et cetera, et cetera, to allow them to use Hiroshima and Nagasaki as an example to the rest of the world that we had nuclear power and we received that technology from Germany. Is that what Hitler traded to be allowed to escape? Because we know now through DNA testing that the bodies that were recovered at the bunker weren't Hitler. In fact, there was a woman. It wasn't even a man. I think it was two women. So ironically, we sit back and we look at all this and we think, who's pulling the strings? It's the same guys who pulled the strings for thousands and thousands of years. It's the same guys who gave us this sniffer, senile, weirdo pervert in a speech last night, which I did not watch, which I chose not to watch. Why would I put myself through that? You know, I don't like saying bad words. I really don't. 
every once in a while I'll say a bad word. Why would I set myself up to watch a speech saying, with me starting to say a bunch of bad words? I have no interest to do that. I can't stand these clowns. And once you understand that it's a circus show, like Austin said, and that these guys continue and continue and continue to do exactly what they're told to do, then you start to realize that just maybe, just maybe, we need to sit back and take a look at what's happening in our country. Because, again, they're doing this to bring in their new world order through Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and through the Rothschild banking cartels and their many central banks throughout the world. And here's an interesting article that came out from John Whitehead today. And it said, the state of our nation. Things are getting worse, not better. And I thought, well, that's probably true. And it is true. And she goes, easily distracted by wall-to-wall news coverage of the latest crisis and conveniently diverted by news cycles that change every few days, Americans remain oblivious to the many governmental abuses that are still wreaking havoc on our freedoms. Police shootings of unarmed individuals, the non-arrest of rapists and robbers who go now into these multiple cities and just steal whatever they want, invasive surveillance, roadside blood draws, roadside strip searches, SWAT team raids gone awry with no-knock search warrants, the military-industrial complex costly wars, pork barrel spending, pre-crime laws, civil asset forfeiture, fusion centers, militarization, armed drones, smart policing carried out by AI robots, Courts that march in lockstep with the police state, schools that function as indoctrination, communist learning centers, and bureaucrats that keep the deep state in power. These are dangerous times for the United States and for the world. We don't even realize, check for yourself, how much protection do we really have against police abuse? Look what happened on January the 6th. They can do anything they want. They can pinch you. They can tase you. They can search you. They can seize you. They can strip you. They can manhandle you. They can do whatever they want to do. And they're basically said... They're never charged with any of these crimes. Years ago, about 10, 11 years ago now, I was arrested because I did not stop at a seatbelt check, supposedly what the cops told me, and I was handcuffed and slammed to the back of a police car. Here I am in my 50s. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, heck with this. This is ridiculous. And they had left a gun in my pocket. Oh, yeah, so I'm in the back of the police car with a loaded Glock in my pocket for all of you new listeners. So finally I said to the cop who was sitting there, I said, standing by the window, I said, uh, you need to get the gun out of my pocket. Goes, what? Yeah, you need the gun. And he goes, oh. But they never, they never, they never even patted me down. I got, I was going to be patted down more at Disney a couple of days ago than I were, I was at this. And then finally, the guy gets me out of the car. They take my gun. They take my concealed weapons from it, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes, uh, I don't agree with what they're doing to you. His name was Garcia. And I thought, well, thank you. I said, I don't either. And before it was over, with three out of the five people, including the police commissioner, were fired for that and other various nefarious things they were involved with. And see, this is what we have to understand. They can do anything to you. I didn't think they would do that to me. I really didn't until they did it. And then I thought, this is just absolutely bizarre. I haven't done anything. I was sitting at the BMW dealership with my car being washed, and I was basically eating ice cream with my son Harrison. <laughs> eating ice cream and they come in there and grab me and drag me outside i'm like what are you guys doing and then somebody else was driving my car and they drove up in my car because they were washing it now how do those police officers know that the guy who was driving the car is not the one who went through the seatbelt check because they said they couldn't see in my car because the windows were tinted it was unbelievable what happened to me with that and it was a full year over a year to get the thing dismissed but it was eventually dismissed and people were fired and there were two internal affairs investigations done in which the cops lied about everything just thought I'd mention that, too. So don't tell me that I don't know. I've been there, done that, in the back seat with handcuffs. 
it was really an interesting experience for my life, and I'm really not glad that I got to experience it, but I am glad that I understand now what people go through. Americans are no longer innocent until proven guilty. They no longer have a right to self-defense. They no longer have the right to private property. The government agents can invade your home, break down your doors, kill your dog, damage your furnaces, terrorize your family. Your property is no longer private and secure. It belongs to the government. Likewise, if government officials can find and arrest you for growing vegetables in your front yard and praying with your friends in your living room and installing solar panels on your roof and raising chickens in your backyard, you don't own the property. You've got to get a newsflash. Americans no longer have a say about what their children are exposed to in school. Transgender story hour? You get some guy showing up there in a dress, and he crosses his legs, and he flashes and shows his genitalia to the children? And that's supposed to be okay? And we pay our tax dollars and our school tax dollars for that? We don't have a right to bodily integrity. We can be stopped, and we can get, we can get forced blood draws, biometric surveillance. You know, we can get forced vaccinations or coerced vaccinations, forced cavity searches, forced colonoscopies, forced blood draws. All of this stuff can be forced on you. You no longer have a right to expectation of privacy. You know, despite the staggering number of revelations about government spying on Americans' phone calls, Facebook posts, Twitter tweets, Google searches, emails, bookstore, grocery purchases, everything. We're like an electronic concentration camp. Watch the movie Snowden if you want to see more. Americans no longer have a representative government. It's not for the people, by the people. It's for <laughs> the Rothschild banking cartel, for State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, for Mossad, for CIA, for FBI. It's for all the people that control the government. That's who it's for. Americans no longer can rely on the courts to mete out justice. No, they really can't. The court will put you in jail for doing next to nothing. The courts have kept these people locked up in D.C. since January the 6th, a year ago, many of them now are basically deathly ill. One of them committed suicide that I know of, and many of them are getting multi-year jail terms for doing nothing besides walking into a Capitol building that was being held open with the doors being held open by the police and standing behind the red stanchions just taking pictures because they were trespassing. All these people should have been pardoned by Donald Trump. Don't put a halo on that man. That man and Joe Biden and George W. and Obama since 9-11 have done more to destroy the United States of America than at any time in our history. Because that Patriot Act that was put up there in front of us after 9-11, that was the trigger. That started all of this mass surveillance. And I sat back when that happened. And also remember, this is long before we did the show, long before we started the show. And I mean, I pitched a fit. I got so many people mad at me. Oh, you don't understand. It's the terrorists. I said, no, it's not, guys. The terrorists haven't been proven to have done any of this stuff. Let's find out who had done 9-11. Now we know that Mossad was, direct, Mossad was directly involved in 9-11 for the research that I found. We see all of this stuff happening around us going, wow, that was a precipitating incident that triggered all of this stuff. And, you know, now I had Todd tell us yesterday, I asked him, I said, how many shows have we done since we started the broadcast? And he told me that today's show, and this is, listen to me, friends, because you guys did this with us, because this is, this is the reason that we're here. Today's show is number 1,698. That's how many shows Ted and Austin have done with you guys. That's how long we've been with you, 1,698 shows. That's a lot of broadcasts. And I want to thank you for that, because if you've not been supporting Health Masters, and praying for us and believing with us, it could never have happened. But, guys, 
think about the good things right now. Think about the way it used to be in the United States. Think about the fact that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Think about waking up your pastors. But haven't you noticed? <laughs> they still aren't awake. <laughs> After the last two years, if they've allowed this to happen and watch their church members die from these forced kill shots, and they still aren't awake, watch their church members die on remdesivir, there's a pretty good possibility and probability that they're not going to wake up. I just thought I'd give you that. Guys, if you can find a good church that's patriot-oriented, do so. If not, you can find some pretty good ones online. I love you guys. I really do. But remember, we're in this together. You guys are my family. I prayed for you again today. You mean the world to me. And I thank you so much for all of your support. And I thank you so much for praying for my friend in Ukraine, now in Romania, safe. And guys, just keep on persevering because the Bible says in Ephesians, we must stand no matter what else we've got to stand. Put on the armor of God and keep that shield out in front of you, that shield of faith. Because that shield of faith was used by the Romans, that shield they used, it was to intercept arrows and fiery darts and swords so that the body wouldn't have to absorb it through the, through the, through the armor that it was wearing. That shield of faith is so important that we keep that in front of us and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And always remember that it's impossible to please God without faith. We've got to believe God this is going to get better and we're going to take our country back. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, that's well said. And, I mean, that's why we're continually seeing the constant push to censor any and all discussions on anything that they don't want us to talk about. This is why it's been ongoing and ongoing. Eventually, you reach a point in society when so much is censored, when so much is restricted, when so much is redacted, and you're not told – you're told you basically can't talk about anything. The next phase generally goes to religious beliefs and primarily to Christianity where you can't talk about Christianity or you can't bring this topic up. This is why they're doing everything they can to promote their perversion and prevent people from standing for what they actually believe. I've said this repeatedly, and this is what's always kind of ironic to me from the hard left that talk about inclusion and want to talk about how everybody needs to be acceptance of diversity and all this other things. You go, okay, well, that's cool. Diversity, you want to have inclusion. Well, guess what? I'm diametrically opposed to your beliefs as a Christian, and you may be diametrically opposed to my beliefs as a Satanist or as you know a, a pervert. We have a right to both not like each other and not agree with one another. That's the beauty of America. But wait, it doesn't go like that, does it? They want us to accept every single thing they say, no matter how idiotic, stupid, or perverted it is. And then they want to be able to disagree and basically say, you don't can't say this, you can't say that, you can't do this, because it's a hate crime now if you even talk about it. Well, of course, that's a what they always do in every communist dictatorship is they start suppressing what people discuss. I talked to a buddy yesterday of mine who works for a big company, and he said there's his, his big joke. Everybody was making fun of it. It's basically, it's a company kind of like a, a a big hardware store, so to speak. I'm not going to name any names, but you know, big big hardware store. And he said there was basically a employee they had that was a uh, dude who wanted to basically pretend that he was a girl and be a cross-dresser, but he, so, but he liked being with guys. And so my buddy was like, well, doesn't that just mean he's a 
homosexual that's a cross-dresser. Oh, no, 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 no. He's transgender, and he's uh, something identifying this gender, and basically, well, you, know, you know the 50,000 different terms they come up with. I can't even keep up with them. I really don't care. And he goes, no, no, that's that's not accurate. He's basically a homosexual that's a cross-dresser. If that's what he wants to do, that's I mean, that's his prerogative. I don't agree with it. But let's just call it for what it is. He's a dude that likes to dress up like a girl that's attracted to dudes. He's a homosexual cross-dresser. Let's just clarify this. There's no reason to make 50 different steps to get to the same event. If this is what he wants to do, then that's what he wants to do. But don't tell us he needs to be called Susie Q, Miss, you know, Miss Susie Q, when he's a grown man that wants to be a cross-dresser and basically likes guys. He's a homosexual. Point blank. Stop making it something that it's not and stop trying to pretend that we're going to continue to make this perversion so normalized and so weird and outside the scopes of any realm of science or truthfulness that nobody can figure out what anybody's doing and everybody's offended. Simple as that. This is why they're doing it in the school systems. and This is the primary reason they're promoting it everywhere you look. They want to make it so confusing and so open and so inclusive and so perverted that it sucks these young children into it because they don't know any difference because they're young children and they're simply being taught in school whatever they're being taught in school, and that it doesn't matter. This is what the truth is now. This is what the science is when in reality it's a complete and total lie that they're doing to basically bring the culture down to complete and total perversion. As I have said a hundred times, and I'll say it again, if you confuse a child and you split their personality at a young age and you do this to these young children from a psychological standpoint and they can't even figure out which 687 genders they are this week or if they're a broom or a walrus or a sponge or a cat or whatever next weird topic they want to go along with, much less what bathroom you use, do you think those individuals at any point in time are even going to have any semblance of standing up for patriotism or maintaining national unity or standing up for a constitutional republic? The answer is a resounding no because they won't even understand what any of that is because they're too busy trying to figure out what bathroom to go into. This is the overall design, and then you bring it into the next phase where they're doing this the ultra-young kids, the four- and five-year-olds, so they can start normalizing the pedophilia, and they make these children think this is normal behavior. Oh, Mr. Joe's not 40 years old. He identifies as a 10-year-old, so it's totally okay for him to inappropriately touch you. Guys, that's where they're taking it right now. That's why it is so stinking important that you know what your children are being exposed to in the school systems. Because I promise you, in the next couple of years, it is going to become more and more and more perverted. Look at what they've done in just 10 years. I remember when the Kenyan Obama and his cross-dressing transgender wife, Michael, decided that, hey, it's a good idea that we start telling businesses they can't tell people what bathrooms they can use. And you remember, Target was at the forefront of that. And I think it was like in 2012, 13, something around that. And remember all the backlash they got and people started, you know, basically blacklisting Target and started, you know, saying, we're going to boycott Target and we're going to do this. Guys, that was when Target simply said, guys and girls can use whatever bathroom of choice they want. And it was like a national fit and people were boycotting target 
We now have schools with full-blown curriculums teaching five- and six-year-olds how they can be any gender they want and they can have any sexual orientation they want and go any direction they want at any age they want. And some of them teaching in second and third grade full-blown pornographic topics and behavior in the school system. But yet that's totally cool now because why? We tolerated and went along with stuff that we should have never gone along with 10 years ago. And a lot of us didn't. I didn't. A lot of people I know didn't. But a lot of people went, oh, gosh, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to have any problems. We're all just trying to be inclusive. We don't want to make anybody upset. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. Let's just go along to get along. Look how that's worked out for us over the last decade. Look how that worked out for the United States over the last two years where people didn't want to have any conflict, so they just wore a mask even though they were perfectly healthy. I stopped by the Ford dealership yesterday to check on vehicles that were basically being ordered for some people that I know, and I talked to the people over there. And I asked them, they said, did you go to the SEMA Auto Show last year? And I said, nope, canceled everything. They said, yeah, we didn't go either. And they said, well, why didn't you, why didn't you go? And I said, because I refuse to be told I'm wearing a mask at any point in my life. And two of the girls, the guys started laughing. They said, that's funny. They said, we thought the same way. They said, we just kind of just, you know, we're low-key about it. I said, I'm not low-key about it. I said, I'm diametrically opposed to it. I said, when at any point in time in history have we told healthy, grown adults with no symptoms and even in many cases a COVID negative test, and some people did, not I, but some people did, that are perfectly healthy, say you have to wear a mask on your face at all times simply to walk around outside in public because, you know, it's it's COVID. It's science. That's why you do it because there's a 99.97% survival rate you're going to have if you catch this virus. They started laughing. They said, you're right. And the one guy said, they should, everybody should have boycotted SEMA. I said, a lot of people did. I said, I knew about 15 different companies that didn't go out there because they weren't going to do it. And I said, now imagine that. Everything got dropped out there. Now it's apparently, apparently from what I've been told, going back to normal, but I have not been out there to confirm that. You never know with some of these clowns. A lot of these governors like to just wield their power like a sword and dictate, oh, we're going to bring mass mandates back again now. We're just going to bring them back retroactively now, just completely and totally erroneously, no backing in science. Well, that's because they've seen how well the peasants will obey as soon as they're told to do something. That's why I was so diametrically opposed. Now we're seeing the research come out. Imagine this. Imagine this. The school systems, they were trying to force these children to get the Pfizer RNA gene therapy shots, which, by the way, has caused significant amount of side effects. You can look it up in the VAERS report. Now the reports come out. That the 5 to 11 year old group that supposedly had a 68% efficacy rate at basically making them not get COVID. Oh, they're coming out now saying the actual efficacy rate of it being effective is not 68%. Um, it's now 12%. Oh, and that's, that's just been in the last couple months of research that they have found. Oh, yeah. Completely and totally useless at preventing COVID. Kind of like when they told everybody Pfizer had a 96% effective rate. Guys, the reason why they didn't want the information to get released and they were going to release 500 pages a year for the next 75 years is because they know the entire thing was a lie. The research was a lie. It was manipulated at the farthest levels, just like they did with the MMR vaccine. Then they turned around and tried to scrub and shred 
all the evidence because they did not want anybody seeing what was happening to the young boys that were getting the MMR shot and how it was linked to autism. And they've done everything they can to scrub that information. Oh, it's fake news. That's not true. No, it's very real news. I remember when it came out. I remember reading the documentations on it. Just like this now. Now what they're going to do is they're going to try to do everything they can to scrub all this information, obfuscate it, bury it, not let anybody see it when they release it. And then turn around and say, well, it's because we have to focus on Ukraine right now. We can't be, we can't be worried about the Pfizer shot. That, that was two years ago, guys. You just need to stop worrying about that. It's over with now. Pfizer made almost $100 billion. They'll continue to keep trying to force a shot as they're already working now on a combined COVID flu shot, which they're now discussing that people need to take every single year. Remember what I told you? It's not over. Oh, it's not over. They're just going to obfuscate the truth and try to make people forget about what happened. Oh, they're going to keep doing that as hard as they can. Well, at the same time now, we're seeing that Russia is going into full-blown chaos internally because of all the sanctions and the swift action. Now, what's interesting about this, you have the Russian military and Putin and all of them that are actually going off Ukraine. Well, what about the rest of the Russian residents and citizens in the rest of the country? What do they have to do with any of this? I can guarantee you they're pretty much all diametrically opposed to messing with Ukraine. Russia's a massive country, and now they're saying that MasterCard and Visa, the MasterCard and Visa, have now shut all Russian banks off from any type of transactions, meaning all MasterCard and Visa credit cards have completely and totally stopped working, debit, credit, so forth. As the ruble goes in the free fall, now Apple and Google Payment Digital Services have now said they have blocked. Any and all Russian banks or transactions from the rest of the entire world now, meaning internally they will not allow any transactions. Now people are basically going on full-blown bank runs. They can't get into anything over in Moscow and Russia. But everybody's going, well, it's it's Russia's fault. What, what do the rest of the Russian residents have to do with anything that's going on in Ukraine? That would be like saying – Georgia invaded Florida over a territorial dispute, and now Florida is in a big war with Georgia. So the rest of the entire country is going to shut off the United States from any and all transactions, including MasterCard and Visa Card and Apple Pay and Google Pay. Everything stops down. You have no ability to do any normal transactions for the rest of the country. Well, that, that's pretty much the same analogy. Now everybody starts wondering why we've all said it's so important to have some backup cash and backup silver. This is what happens every single time they want to stop everything. They literally shut Visa, MasterCard, Google, and Apple Play down with the flick of a switch, and it no longer works any okay. for any reason they want. This is why it's so important to make sure you have a hedge against what you need and make sure you have a backup plan for what's going on because there's no question about it. This can happen there. It can happen anywhere if the banker boys deem it so. What do you think, Dad? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You went blank for a second. I couldn't hear you, so I was asked to make sure you're still on the air. I didn't want to have the, no, nothing oh, yeah. playing at the time for the air. Okay. Uh, you're right. The, the Visa MasterCard stuff is ludicrous. But, again, it shows you that they can take a merchant account away from you or turn off your credit card or turn off everything, the terminals, anytime they want. I saw that with CBD oil a few years ago. They came after all of the merchants selling CBD oil by telling them they're going to shut down their – or a lot of them – by shutting down their merchant accounts. Saw it. Had a friend of mine. He, he decided to grow CBD oil, got a permit for it. He started growing you know, marijuana up on his ranch up in North Carolina, and he couldn't sell the product. The product had already been sold to all of the processors from all of the quote-unquote 
banking boy controlled farms. And he has been stuck now with like five or six hundred pounds of CBD oil. To mention anything else that they've done to us in the past two years or how many people have died from all this stuff. Remember when the Enron was being prosecuted and Ken LaHaye put it to jail and suddenly he died in his jail after he was found guilty within moments after he was put into the uh, incarceration? Yeah. Uh, they didn't either want, they didn't, either didn't want him talking or he had a dead man switch and they pulled him out and gave him in a, gave him a new identity in a non-extradition country. That research from Enron was being stored in Building 7 with the FBI headquarters in New York City. Guess what happened during 9-11 when Building 7 came down? All of that research was destroyed. Remember that? Remember 9-11 also had all that gold at the bottom of the trade towers and the vaults were emptied out right during the 9-11 or before 9-11 according to the the, the video if you watch loose change no research no 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 investigation was ever done of that remember the pentagon 2.3 trillion dollars on just he announced that the rumsfeld and dick cheney announced that it was missing they didn't know where the 2.3 trillion dollars had been misplaced all of that research was done in the offices of the pentagon that was hit by a missile it wasn't an airplane it had to be a missile on 9-11 guys listen to me would they start a war to cover up what they've done with killing millions of people on the planet? You bet you they would. Guarantee you they would. Because this is more obfuscation, more lies. This is how they operate. This is what they've always done. Guys, remember, we love you. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. God bless you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Austin, finish it up. Absolutely. And just so everybody has a point of reference, what I was mentioning a second ago, as far as cutting off the entire Russian population from pretty much the entire world and any and all digital transactions internally in Russia, Russia has the highest uh, populace in Europe and the ninth highest populace in the entire world of a, with 145 million people. So I just want to throw that out there. Why everybody talks about Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine you got the Russian military that's basically doing what they're told under Putin and whoever else is telling them. Then you also have the rest of Russia that absolutely has nothing to do or anything involved with what's going currently on over there. I saw an interview the other day with a Russian sports player, and these people were asking him these questions. And he goes, dude, stop asking me these questions. He goes, I've never experienced war. I'm an athlete. He goes, all you guys want to do is keep telling me this and telling me that. He goes, I have no idea what's going on over there. I have nothing to do with it. Stop asking me these questions. I have no idea what's happening. And I was shocked. I was, I was like, wow, like finally somebody actually said something. And it's because the fact of the matter is this. It's the same thing. When everybody blamed the United States when we went into Iraq, majority of us were not pro-Iraq as far as going into war. The majority of the country here had nothing to do with that. You have a small elite amount of individuals that run the banking cartel, and they're the ones that pull the strings. This is why they're trying to do everything they can to prevent people from talking. I saw Senator Mark Warner the other day. He sent a tweet out, and this was very disturbing. He said, I'm concerned about Russian disinformation spreading online. So today I wrote all the CEOs of major tech companies and asked them to restrict the spread of Russian propaganda. They've already shut down Sputnik TV and RT. Well, that's interesting. They have to shut down the Russian propaganda. Well, isn't it the right of every able-bodied free man to make his own decision? 
because, quite frankly, they obviously don't care about propaganda because look at CNN. That's like the most propaganda-infused news network I've ever witnessed in my life. I've told you from a psychological analysis that I've done on that. I wrote an article on it years ago on the deep, deep, deep psychological operation that CNN portrays. It's interesting. People seem to forget about Woodrow Wilson in Congress passing two laws, the Espionage Act in 1917 and the Sedition Act of 1918 that criminalized any disloyal, profane, or abusive language about the U.S. government or military or speech intended to incite insubordination, disloyalty, mutiny, or refusal of duty. That was 1917 and 1918. What's interesting about that, then you started having the incidents where bombings were occurring on judges and politicians and law enforcement. Many of those were not justified, but there were groups that were anarchists that were sick of what they saw the government doing, and they were diametrically opposed to the Federal Reserve of 1913. What's interesting about it, that's right when they started passing these bills, 1917, 1918. Remember? Right during the Spanish flu, right during the Bolshevik revolution in Russia with the overhyped Red Scare, and right across some of the most violent labor strikes across the country. Guys, history repeats itself. Look at what we just saw over the last couple of years. The COVID pandemic, along with the new Russian scare, along with the BLM and Antifa terrorists over the last two years now doing what they do. History repeats itself. When you watch and see what happens, it's very clear you understand how it occurs, why it occurs, and what's going to happen in the future because it's not hard to figure out. So thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth out there on a regular basis. Thank you for standing up for freedom and continuing to support one another and stay strong. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the vitamin C capsules with antioxidants. You guys voted it won. It'll be on sale here shortly as product of the week on the website at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.